Good morning, everyone. Great joy to be with you here this morning. This past week, all of the priests in the Archdiocese of Denver were on our annual convocation, priestly convocation, which is kind of a time away to be with the brothers, but there's always a topic. Um, so there is 192 priests, about of, I don't know, 220, 230 in our diocese. So most of the priests come, which is good. Um, but mass is always very different. There's like 192 priests praying the mass together with like two lay people in the room. And then, right, this is the exact opposite. One priest with however many we have here today uh, of you all. So it's a very different experience, but it's a great joy, right? Uh, mass without the people is, is different. It's, it's uh, unique. And I love being here. I love being here with all of you. From our first reading, Acts of the Apostles, right, the last line always kind of catches my attention here. And, great, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Not all the priests, just a great many of them, right? You put 192 priests in a room together and you have 500 different opinions. So, um, but it was, yeah, it really was a great gift to be with all the brothers. A lot of guys, you know, our, our diocese is so big that we don't always get to gather together as a presbyterate. Uh, but it was a great topic. We had Father John Burns, if you know that name, but uh, also Sister Miriam James, who's a kind of a national speaker who goes around, and it was really encouraging um, hearing from them. Today, what I want to kind of reflect with you on today is actually the priesthood. Our readings very much are about the priesthood today. And specifically, right, uh, our first reading, the Acts of the Apostles, um, talk about the diaconate. The apostles, the first bishops of the church, are going around and they're getting busy. And they're not able to do the kind of ministry that the Lord has entrusted them with. There's a great kind of increasing number of disciples. And then the 12, they come together and it says, they say, it is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. To serve tables, the Greek word there is diakonoi, literally deacon. It's not right for us to not be able to preach the word of God because all we're focusing on right now is the service. So let us find seven reputable, reputable men among us so that we can give them this task. Right? This is where the diaconate kind of finds its place in the scriptures. Certainly, St. Paul and even the early church fathers don't or didn't understand kind of the development of holy orders the way that we understand it today. However, the way that we look at this now is to see right, the three different levels of ordination. Diaconate, priesthood, and episcopacy, or a bishop. Three years ago, I was ordained a deacon in February. And the excitement and joy of being ordained a deacon, right? Deacon it literally means to serve, as I just mentioned. And so you're ordained to go and serve and go and be with the people. And so February 2020, I'm ordained. I go and serve for about two weeks. And then March happens of 2020, right? And it was kind of this crisis in my, in my own heart of, Lord, I'm, I'm ordained to go and serve, to be with the people, to give back. But now I'm just locked inside this house. What am I supposed to do? What is the purpose of my life? 
our last year of seminary, all the deacons get together once a month with one of the priests who lives there. He's a little bit older of a priest, and he kind of sees priests a little different. And I remember uh, once a month we would get together, and one of the things that he would often tell us is, you guys are so zealous, you guys are so excited to go and be in the parish and be with the people, but just remember that the priests, uh, the priesthood is really about administration. You're going to go and you're going to sit in your office a lot, you're going to have to sign the checks, you're going to have to go, and you're essentially running a small business. And we would argue with the priest because I just think he's fundamentally wrong. Right? Priesthood is not about administration. Priesthood, being a deacon, is not just uh, merely about signing the checks and running a parish office and making sure the lights stay on. Certainly that's important. It'd be tragic if the lights weren't on today, right? We need those things. But the heart of the priest is not that. It's not just dispensing the sacraments. A priest is not just a sacramental dispenser. The heart of the priest is an indelible mark, a character that we receive on the day of our ordination that makes us configured to Christ. And the priest who stands in persona Christi is meant to become another Christ to you, to be like Christ in this world. The same thing happened after my priestly ordination. That I was ordained two years ago on May 15th. And once again, I had this excitement. Okay, I'm going to be a priest. I knew I was coming to Lourdes. But then I had to wait, right, six weeks till July started before the assignments actually take effect. It was kind of like this weird crisis in me of like, I want to be a priest for the people, but Lord, where are my people? A lot of those masses of my first six weeks as a priest were just in the rectory. I didn't have a church. I didn't have a people yet. I began to pray, Lord, why, why am I a priest? Why did you call me to this if I'm just going to be here by myself, a priest without a people? And it was a beautiful meditation to allow that to kind of sit deeper in my heart. A priest is more than just a dispenser of sacraments. A priest is more than just someone who sits in his office and administers, um, does administration. At the heart, the priest is configured to Christ. Brothers and sisters, by your baptism, you are also a priest. Certainly, there's ministerial priests like me, Father Brian, Father Vitold, who are called to act in certain ways, but you are also called to be a priest. St. Peter, writing to the early church, like living stones, be yourselves built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people. God has chosen you. Through your baptism, God chooses you. He elects you so that you can become a priest. So what does a priest do? And here's what I want to leave you with. There's two aspects that I really want to uh, reflect with you and really encourage in you today. The first way that a priest really lives his priesthood is by being a bridge. A priest is meant to be a bridge between uh, earth and heaven. 
When things seem distant, when our culture seems dead, when our world seems completely disconnected from God, the priest stands in that place to bring heaven into this earth. How can you do this? Oftentimes, it's through joy. Maybe it's through a witness at your work. Maybe there's someone at your work who's distant from the Lord, and they see you, and they ask, why are you so joyful? What is it that you have that I want? And can you invite them into that? Or maybe it's someone at your work or a friend that you have who's really discouraged because they feel like God will never forgive their sins. And they say, my friend, they go to Lord's, they love God, and he's really merciful to me. Maybe God is also a merciful God. Priests are meant to be a bridge connecting heaven to this earth. But most importantly, a priest at the essence of the priesthood. The essence of the priesthood is sacrifice. A priest is called to offer sacrifice. You see, in the Old Testament, right, we had the priests in the Old Testament. They would literally take a sacrifice. They would take that bull or goat or ram and they would offer it back to the Lord begging him for mercy. Lord, forgive us of our sins. And that sacrifice was offered as a pleasing fragrance, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Sacrifice, literally, to make holy. Sacra facere. Brothers and sisters, as priests, we're called to offer sacrifices to the Father through Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, for the sanctification of the world. To make holy. How does this apply to you? How are you called to offer sacrifices? I think one way we offer sacrifices is maybe through external things, just like those priests of old. They offered uh, the, the animals in front of them. Certainly, you can offer external things as well. Uh, maybe it's a pain, uh, physical pain. You offer it uh, to another, to God on behalf of another. But I think where priesthood really becomes radical, it's not just external signs, it becomes internal. Those sufferings in your heart. Oftentimes, maybe we go to work, and you don't want to wake up. You don't want to go to work. Or maybe it's this morning you fought, maybe with your parents, or maybe you just fought yourself. You didn't want to come to Mass this morning, but yet you're here. You made a sacrifice to come. Maybe there's a friend in your life who's really frustrating, who's really annoying. The, tempting, the temptation, the tempting thing to do is to go and gossip about them with other friends and say, this, this person is really annoying, aren't they? And to slander and detract against them. But how much more beautiful would it be if we made that internal sacrifice to die to ourselves and say, Lord, I offer this to you. This pain, this suffering, this annoyance, this grievance, I give it back to you for the sanctification of that person's soul. The priest offers sacrifices to the Father in Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit for the sanctification of the world.
Are you offering sacrifices? Like living stones, be yourselves built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. In a few moments, in Mass, the priest turns around and he looks at all of you and I'll say, pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. This isn't just my sacrifice. This is our sacrifice together. What are you bringing to the Lord? What are you offering to him? Just an encouragement. This coming Saturday, we have priestly ordinations. May, May 13th, we have three men being ordained on Saturday. The following year we'll have six, which we praise God for. But after that, we have some very small numbers. So I just encourage you, if the Lord's tugging on your heart to be a priest, don't be afraid to follow him. If the Lord's tugging on your heart to be totally consecrated to the Lord, maybe as a religious sister, don't be afraid to follow him. It's the greatest gift that I've personally received in my life. It's a great joy, it's incredible witness, and God will fill you with his grace. The seven men in our first reading today, deacons, the married men out there, maybe the Lord is inviting you to discern a call to become a deacon. Don't be afraid to discern that call. Be open. The Lord will give you the grace to follow him. So brothers and sisters, as we turn towards the Lord today, as we offer ourselves in this Mass, what is it, what sacrifice is it that you want to present before him today? And take that sacrifice and offer it to the Father with Jesus Christ in the Holy Spirit. Amen.